yeah let's uh let's 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 do this let's unbutton it yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 let our let's let our uh let ourselves down here you know not let ourselves down let, let let's let the let's let the listeners down wait no not that Welcome to episode number 117 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games, part of the DuckFeed.tv network. Trying to make that thing happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on there. That's like the site now. There's no okay. Don't Tree Riddle.com anymore. It's DuckFeed.tv slash uh, uh, Don't Tree Riddle. You need a sound effect, man. Quack, quack. Oh, my Yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? Why, why not? So uh, we are a podcast about video games. I am your host, Cole Ross, and I am joined in the studio here by... Ben Merkel. And via Skype by Dennis Furia. I hope you don't feel left out. Ben is only here because of a catastrophic computer error. So you can come here if your computer breaks. Okay, let me go get a hammer. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm to hang out with the guys. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. We're, 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 we, have a, we have a thick plane of uh, plexiglass beneath me between us here. So I, I've scattered it out. I've, I've tried to figure out how I can get into your little circle okay. of trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to see my things. I'm afraid you might case the joint. Oh, we've, 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 we've been... Uh, we're, we're wasting time. This is the... Uh, this is the uh, the E three show. It yeah, is the, the the show uh, at right after all of the press conferences have happened. There's a there's a ton of stuff to talk about. A lot of exciting things about the future of the uh, about the future of the industry for the next couple of years. Um, I feel good, um, and you probably will too. After we uh, take a little music break here and come back on the other side with the extended quick hits or hits or whatever we want to do about the various E3 conferences. I, I think this week they should be lightning hits. Lightning hits, yeah. We had, <laughs> There's so much. Hits. We had hits last week. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot. It was a leisurely pace. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but we, we have a lot of ground to cover here. We do. So, we do. So, you know, this is the section where we talk about the news, the things that happened. And if there's any week where this kind of stuff matters, um, this is this is the one. So what we're going to do, we're going to break this down by the press conferences. All right. Um, I figure, you know, we can elect to take one or the other or anything. So like I'll do I'll, I'll, I'll take Microsoft and then we can decide who wants to take what from there. We will go through the notes that I've prepared. We will we will read what happens at each press conference. And then if we if we feel the need to stop and comment, we will uh, say what we need to. And I will keep us moving along at a brisk pace. How's that sound? Sounds good. Oh, show. OK, so lightning hit round one. Microsoft, go. OK, so Microsoft's press conference was all about connect and uh, software. No new hardware was announced, but uh, the conference opened up with with uh, sorry, with Modern Warfare 3 gameplay showing um, uh, the soldiers of people soldiers of duty infiltrating a, a subway or no like not a subway a submarine there we go in the new york harbor it looked pretty neat um mm-hmm. also there was uh they, they showed the new xbox experience which is a dashboard designed entirely with uh the connect in mind um some of the big features added to that are streaming tv which uh, is meant to kind of make the thing a set-top box they didn't give any details about pricing or what uh content providers will be there but i think this is a way for them to roll hulu and netflix and all that into kind of like one big media uh service another thing is they added bing to the dashboard allowing you to do um voice searches 
through the through the uh, Microsoft um, uh, through the through the Connect uh, you know microphone thing whatever. I'm not sure. It's like Xbox search pornography, and then, it would, <laughs> and, then, and then it would find all of your pornography. So this is the this is the new new Xbox experience. Um, I'll, I'll I'll try one here in a second. <laughs> ben is offering me beer, but we have to continue. Um, another big thing, uh, kind of in line with the uh, the ESPN three announcement that they made a couple years back, or actually this uh, earlier last year. Um, UFC fights, you can watch those live. I think there's going to be a separate subscription for that, possibly. Given how much those UFC people like to like to make money, um, <laughs> yeah, for real, yeah. So, so that's the that's the system updates. Anything there that you guys see worth noting about? I mean, doesn't Ben is making an X motion with his arms? Um, <laughs> is that Xbox represent or no? I don't want to talk about uh, this. He, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm saying there's nothing there. Yeah, I, I've. It's well. What's funny is you know they were talking about their partners and everything, and they said we need thought leaders in this space, like blah 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 blah, and UFC. UFC <laughs> is a thought leader. That is that is an entertaining notion, guys. That's Since when did concussions become thought? <laughs> <laughs> I think they show up on the MRI as thoughts. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> With software uh, is where so- the real software are. is the is the real uh, big news. Uh, the biggest one that they spent like a lot of the most time on was the uh, the Halo Combat Evolved anniversary, uh, which is the high definition remake of Halo One. That one's coming out this fall. Um, it looks kind of neat. I mean, I think I speak for everyone when I say we all have nostalgic feelings for the original Halo, and it'll be I, I for one am interested interested to see what they do with those maps as they were originally designed, the multiplayer ones. Yeah, Blood Gulch, Blood Gulch, um, the 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 purple one that had the waterfall. Oh, damnation purple one ah purple one yeah damnation purple one ice one ice world I, yeah i know which one you're talking about side yeah. wonder <laughs> yeah side yeah. wonder is this um yeah so that one looks neat coming out this fall also coming out this fall is gears of war 3 which i forgot to put on the uh to put on the uh thing here but that is a thing they showed it they had ice t come out and play it i guess ice t is a voice actor in that. is he oh yeah he's I, a real I, actor have you seen are we there yet <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love i love that he's he, he was funny but like they kept on like it, it was just funny seeing him act like he was playing the game it, it was it was entertaining <laughs> but it, it, seeing anybody in these conferences act like what they're doing is not just watching a like pre-videotaped demo while they wiggle some thumbsticks yeah. just amusing uh, one thing i'm personally surprised by is for modern warfare 3 that they didn't have like actual soldiers come out and play <laughs> the game that seems such like such a thing that they would do you know? have the entire room like just be taken like taken hostage by like mock terror it's just like no, no, yeah, they, should, they should have seal team six come out and play it yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> parade bin lawn's head on on a pike um <laughs> no, no, see that's awful that's 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 like the definition of like I, i'm not trying to make light it of can't that. be more awful than the cirque du, cirque du soleil performance last year yeah the forced uh the forced hey guys be in our commercial um <laughs> also some connect specific stuff which really was the bulk of the of the press conference here they showed stuff that you know we kind of expected to see like you know connect sports season two um but they also showed us some kind of like uh unexpected hardcore uses for the connect ghost recon for like gun assembly they had a guy doing like gestures to manipulate the uh the menus and things like that um they showed a really gimmicky kind of lame impl- implementation for uh connect and mass effect 3 Basically, like in combat, you can say, Liara, move up. And then like, it's just like if you place a marker and they're like, oh, she runs up to there. 
Um, but the like the the super dumbest part was when they were modeling the conversations and like you know hey I have the options like that can't be and yes I agree or let's go <laughs> save them like the 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 wheel comes up and instead of like you know mousing towards that one that you want to pick and say you say exactly what the little prompt says like no that can't be and then pause for a second as it recognizes and then Shepard says wait a minute no that can't be. But he doesn't That's, even say the same thing you're saying. No, right? no, it like it doesn't like map along with your mouth or anything. <laughs> See, I feel like the like because their goal here is for immersion, right? That they yes. they make, they want to make you feel like you're in the game. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this takes you out of the game when yes. you do that because you're. I'm talking to nobody. Like I, I, when when I'm sitting there with the controller in my hand, you know what? The controller ceases to be. It's just an extension of of my body, and that that might just be because I'm like used to it. But, um, you know, the, the, this, I, I'm very much aware that I'm playing a space age futuristic game. Yeah. You know, you know what, Cole, when Milo finally comes out, he's going to prove you wrong. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, kind of like other stuff like that, we're, we're really kind of seemed to, uh, excel in the, in this conference was in the more kid focused stuff like the, uh, star mm-hmm. Wars connect. Um, you know, I could see where that would appeal to somebody who was like a little kid and a big Star Wars fan, even if the controllers did the controls did look a little clunky. Like, what is like, what is the Star Wars Connect? I think um, it's like um, reimaginings of scenes from like action scenes from all six movies um, okay. done in the Clone Wars visual style. Okay, like the Cartoon Network thing. Oh, um, okay. And then like you you swing and you you move around using the connect control. So it like it, it detects like which direction you're facing and it does your lightsaber stuff and you can like drive the land speeders and all of that. It looked it looked it looked neat and I I looked at that kind of like okay, if I was 10 right now and a huge Star Wars fan like I was when I was 10, um that would be the bee's knees. So I can't <laughs> I can't really be or or the wampa's knees as the case may be. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, other stuff that was kind of kid focused, they showed off a, a partnership they have with Disneyland, like an interactive, like you can walk around Disneyland and go on the rides and fly around. And I could see how that would be fun for like a little kid like my like my niece. Um, same thing. They had Tim Schafer come out and show uh, Sesame Street, the, the game that Double Fine is doing for them. And thinking, again, if I had a kid playing that with my kid would be fun, too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like that when they tried to make the connect seem like something we would want. They fell flat on their face, but when they made it seem like something a family would want, um, it seemed like it was like a success. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is who watches these conferences? (laughs) (laughs) But at least least they're paving their own way, you know, like they're not just copying someone else's ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're also self-aware. Like, Mm -hmm. all right. Go to the kitty stuff. You need to, and that's okay. You you realize that this is who this is for. Like, you, if if we're going to buy if more more accurately, if I'm going to buy a connect, that's going to be for like the crazy interface, you know, stuff. You know, like the voice recognition, like play game, all of that. But I've got a controller right there, so I, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a whole other discussion in, in and of itself. Um, the uh, uh, more stuff like that. They've decided to harness the connect uh, hacking community. And bring that in in terms of Connect Fun Labs, basically showing off a bunch of tech demos that users can make um, about like scanning things in and like scanning your face in, and it'll make your avatar that looks exactly like you. A lot of like really cool user generated stuff that I could see folding into games or into the um, overall experience pretty well. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the most exciting aspect for me because I I think I've said from the start um, that the Connect is an awesome piece of technology. It's just that no one knows what to do with it. 
how to make it fun. And so to, so to bring in the, the, all the cool little tech demos that you watch on YouTube is, is a really great idea. Yeah, it's a yeah. toy. It really is. Yeah. And what this did for me was prove that this probably is never going to be a hardcore thing, hmm. which we kind of knew, but they promised, like, we have experiences on the way, but... That's um, fun. Yeah, which is, it's fine. It's just, again, not for us. But speaking yeah. of hardcore experiences, they closed out the entire conference with um, a trailer for Halo 4. Um, they didn't have any, like, indication of who was developing it, aside from, you know, it's being, you know, collaborated with on uh, 343 Industries, which is kind of the remnants of Bungie after Bungie departed Microsoft. Um, mm -hmm. So that looked pretty neat. There was no gameplay, but, you know, it, it, people got excited. It's one of those Pavlovian responses. You hear those monks start to sing. And oh, the, yeah. Yep. Yep, pretty much. Um, I just started salivating right there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that because they, Nintendo did that in a big way. Um, but uh, one thing that wasn't at the conference that I thought really should have been because this is this is a good uh, this is a good feature. Um, they're going to be bringing cloud storage of game saves and profiles um, to Xbox Live. So if you're an Xbox Live Gold subscriber, you'll be able to keep your uh, profile and your save games in the cloud, so you don't have to worry about your hard drive crashing and losing your Mass Effect save, which is why I've put all my Mass Effect saves onto a thumb drive. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Look at the front of my Mass 360. I am, no, I'm not surprised at all. I, I believe you. <laughs> um, so that's neat. So it'll make, it'll make, you know, recover gamer tag obsolete. So do you guys have any thoughts uh, that were not expressed, peppered out, you know, peppered throughout there? Um, I haven't seen the Halo 4 trailer yet, so I'm watching it right now, but I'm, I might be excited about that maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Possibly. Meh. I don't know. Well, Halo 3 was like kind of when I checked out of the series. The single player was it was it was a pretty solid story. Mm -hmm. It was better than two by far, and it was about at the at strength of one. But um so I don't know. It might be good. Yeah, I think that was the, that was probably the biggest one, you know, the and they did that as kind of like an encore almost. Like everybody left the stage and then the music, you know, flared up. So it's yeah. you know, next year. So we know that Microsoft is in if in the 360 for the long haul um so yeah you know seven years out there's a disappointing start for to electronic arts we have to talk about mass effect 3 <laughs> <laughs> um but a trailer and gameplay was presented and it has a release date of march 6th i can wait all right <laughs> I, was, I was gonna ask for your thoughts cool yeah i can i i, I mean uh, you have a Zen-like patience right now. I'm surprised. I, know. I, I, I can I can wait. I mean, I, I knew it was going to be quarter three. Am I a little bit disappointed that it's not going to be? Yeah. But based on what I've seen so far, and I've I've been on semi-like lockout on coverage for it, you know, trying not to spoil myself as much as possible. Um, So I haven't seen like anything aside from the teaser trailer that they did. But uh, um, yeah, it'll be done when it's done. And I'm going to play the, I'm going to play the hell out of it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now excuse me I, I i believe my fingernails are cutting little <laughs> crescent shaped uh semicircles into my palm so I'm <laughs> <continue>. <laughs> cole you're bleeding from your nose and ears right now <laughs> <laughs> let me set this pan can on your head you fix it. Okay. <laughs> um and then also origin.com is ea's new online hub uh, would you like to expand on that at all? Or? Yeah, it's it's basically like um, you know how like uh, Dragon Age has you sign in to do you know to like to, like to Bioware servers. It's going to be kind of like that. It, it it they didn't reveal too much about the actual functionality of it. I think it's just a way for them to have a media outlet that they control. You know, it's where Honestly, information about EA, EA game stuff is going to be. 
from yeah, I don't I don't think anyone's really excited about this other than like people who want to do marketing and track statistics on what gamers are playing. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's hey, we beefed up our our ability to spy on you. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that, marketers. Good. Yeah. All right. And so in January there is some games that were announced to be released then. Um we have Need for Speed the Run. That that is this year. Um, SSX was the one that was in January. I apologize. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Well, that okay. That SSX and Star Wars Old Republic. Do you know when the release date for Old Republic is? They didn't say. They said sometime next year. Okay. And uh, so yeah. Uh, any Just comments? Smatterings of games. It's fun. Need for Speed the Run looks like they're going to be like basing it off of Cannonball Run. Okay. So it'll be like from New York to San Francisco. Which, you know, neat, as opposed to keeping it in one city. That's for, cool. For as interesting as a racing game can be. Yeah. yeah. What, <laughs> what is SSX? Uh, snowboarding game. Okay. Oh, yeah. Snowboarding. Awesome, awesome snowboarding game. All right. It's kind of kind of lost steam last generation, but uh, it's kind of a staple of the PS1, PS3, Nintendo actually. 64. No, no, no. Uh, it, it was, it, or it was uh, PS2, uh, specifically only oh really yeah i thought there was i thought there was a version that was big on on ps1 and and 64 i think you're talking about um 1080 uh snowboarding oh uh, okay I, I played 1080 yeah. i know all, i know all about 1080 <laughs> I, can, I can i can i can snowboard circles around you in 1080 i can get the gold <laughs> character in 1080 <laughs> a gold snowboarder wouldn't it'd be very heavy very dense substance would yeah. it's so fast it's <laughs> a pretty so light fast. light uh metal really yeah. yeah gold is gold is light it's it's malleable, but it's very dense. Oh, maybe I mean it's heavy. Yeah, it's it's heavier than it's heavier than iron. You really talked him out of that one. made. I have no ground to stand on. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. Uh, Sim Social is coming to Facebook, and <laughs> coined Simville by. Co- <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's uh, it's going to be Facebook version of The Sims. Which it might be neat, you know. I, I don't know. I I am an unabashed Sims fan, so I might check it out. Maybe, possibly. As surprising as that sounds, so. <laughs> eh, whatever. You and you and every other uh, mother of three. Yeah, you and every other thirteen-year-old girl. Why do you think I'm on there? No, um, <laughs> to, get, to, to, to get the moms. To get the moms. Don't. Worry. Oh snap! <laughs> All right. Um, Insomniac's new multi-platform IP is called Overstrike. It's supposed to be a futuristic warfare shooter. This it, was fun to watch. Yeah, it looked it looked it looked neat. I I was surprised though for for Insomniac's level of polish, and maybe maybe this is just Insomniac's version of Uncanny Valley, but the facial animation just looked a little weird. Like I couldn't put my finger mm-hmm. on it. Maybe I'm just too used to seeing a Lombax, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they they do normally do just uh, just the uh, um, cartoony stuff, don't they? So. It's like it's it's a step above Pixar, but it's a step below your typical video game realistic. Yeah. They did Resistance, right? Yeah, they did. So they have some experience. You never did you ever really see somebody's face in Resistance? You did, you did, but okay. that's I mean that's that's that they go all the way, you know, hardcore realistic in Resistance, okay. whereas this is this is like a step above Ratchet and Clank, but a step below Resistance. Okay. Yeah. I right. think like Brink, like like the way Brink looks, probably would be the most. Uh... Maybe, yeah. Even I would say like a tiny, just a little uncomfortable step above that. Okay. So uh, yeah, it, it was. I mean, it looked awesome, and I thought it was kind of a cool, cool trailer, mm-hmm. fun, fun premise, and all that stuff. But yeah. 
All right, and lastly, we have Battlefield 3 shown, and it gets an October 25th release date. Two full weeks before uh, Modern Warfare 3? Yeah. Suck it, MW. (laughs) I guess. We'll we'll see. I think it looks neat. I I mean, honestly, it'll probably be a better game. Because, I mean, who's been developing Modern Warfare 3, you know? Like, is it Treyarch? It's uh, it's Sledgehammer and the remnants of um, of, um, Infinity Infinity Ward. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm highly suspect of Modern Warfare Three, personally, but yeah. we'll we'll see what happens. Oh. The 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 demo that they showed at the Microsoft conference looked a little boring, really to me. Anyway, but moving on to Ubisoft. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll take Ubisoft. Okay, you can. Do you do want to do Ubisoft on Sony? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I got the chutzpah to do two back to back. So I um. Games that they showed, uh, Raymond Origins, Ghost Recon Future Soldier, obviously. Um, Ghost Recon Online, following the trend that Battlefield kicked off of taking a, a major online shooter and creating a free-to-play slash you know, premium element to it. Uh, the big one is Far Cry 3. Oh, and, I put that uh, on there twice, didn't I? I'm sorry. Well, let's, I mean, let's, I, I think it deserves to be on there twice because <laughs> okay. it looks freaking awesome. Um, you guys have thoughts about Far Cry Three? Have Have you guys played Far Cry Two? I did. I have yes. intended to, and I, I, you know, eventually, I, I want to. Okay, it was a game. It was a game that I didn't finish because I'm a little OCD. But just the experience <laughs> in that game is is second to none. Of just the the savagery and the feeling of surviving out in the wilderness. Um, and Far Cry Three takes to looks to take all of that. And then also add a real a real depth of of kind of character and story to it. Yeah. Um, and so they just I, people raved about um, the way that the the character I forget his name now, but the the villain that's portrayed in the in what they showed. The is it the same as the second the, one the or is jack- it a new the new one? Jackal. It's not the jackal. It's, okay. It's like a it's and it's not it's not like some overlord villain. It's just some crazy dude who has you tied up and throws you off a cliff. Um, <laughs> but Sounds just. Fun. In the in the in the minute, however long you spend with him, uh, they just do so many things right about creating an interesting character that's truly um, terrifying, um, truly insane, um, and and makes you you know scared of him, but also very excited for the next time that you run into him. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for that one. And, and I like that they're going back to the tropical islands uh, too, like from Far Cry One. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the, the, the joke that's obvious here is that this is the logical conclusion for where, for what should have happened in Gil- Gilligan's Island, but you know, <laughs> that's actually each villain is based on uh, Gilligan's Island characters. Yeah. yeah. But Marianne, Marianne definitely is a sexier than Ginger. <laughs> Don't worry. I mean, Ginger's smarter uh, than people gave her credit for, but you know, <laughs> none of that. I'm not going to get on this one. <laughs> <laughs> ben taps out. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll tap out on Far Cry Three. I'm, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to play it. Um, Brothers in Arms, Furious Four, Rabbids Alive and Kicking, um, Assassin's Creed Revelation. Apparently, you're going back to Altair. Uh, you're going. You have Altair, uh, Ezio, and Desmond. Uh, yeah. so you're splitting time between all of them. Which I, you know, I mean, cool. Um, and they're saying this is wrapping up kind of a trilogy on Ezio. Yes. Um, but I, I really feel like Assassin's Creed is due for a new locale they are you you know that right no, in this in this game or in in, uh, or in, the next in, in in revelations they're going to uh to to turkey to constantinople 
Oh, no. Okay. It's they did consider me grossly mis- misinformed. <laughs> yeah. No, we talked about this before. Yeah, no, they're, they're, going, they're going to uh, Constantinople. Did they? Uh, I I didn't see the actual demo. Is it is it Ezio or or any of those three that are going there? Is it going to be? It's, a new uh, I know that at least Ezio is going. I think Altair will be there in a different time. Hmm. Because 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 like the conceit is it's uh Ezio has found out about like seals, uh like like various like sigils around the around uh, Constantinople that will allow him to relive Ezio's or sorry Altair's memories. This is all very confusing. So, so it's like an animus within an animus. Yes. All right. And like Inception. and like and, like, Inception, yeah. <laughs> and Desmond is currently like wandering around in the animus debug mode, and he's <laughs> doing like platforming and uh, narrative puzzles. In in there, he's like lost um, after the events of uh, ACB. Yeah. I mean, so maybe it's just because I didn't see the the demo or whatever, but I'm kind of I'm tapped out on Assassin's Creed right now. I mean, awesome game. I'm playing it, uh, mm-hmm. Brotherhood, right now. Um, but Far Cry Three is what really caught my attention. Yes. So that's uh, that is Ubisoft. Any any closing thoughts for them? Let's let's get on to Sony, perhaps. So, solid. I don't I don't know. I'm, they they spent a lot of time on Ghost Recon, from what I understand, and that doesn't look very exciting to me. It, it seems yeah. like, it seems like it's been in development hell, and maybe for a good reason. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the trailer was kind of cool, but overall kind of meh. So let's let's talk to uh, talk about my beloved Sony. Um, first off, I, I thought they did a really good job of going, we're sorry. <laughs> like, you've done a bad thing. What, what, what more could they have done? They've already done the welcome thing, and just the fact that they acknowledged it, I think, was enough. Just go yeah, up and, and they, say, they didn't, like, trip over themselves or get hung up on it. I think they, they did what they, they should have. They, I, I feel like throughout this entire thing, they've acted like adults. So instead of, you know, outside of gross errors on the front end, I think they've done well going forward, but I have said all that before. Uh, let's talk about the games. Um, Uncharted three gave us a healthy dose of awesomeness. It looked like a Hollywood movie, the way that they put that together. It was oh, a really, God. really good trailer. Yes. And, that's, um, that's what the entire game's like. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I mean, we, we expect those production values from naughty dog. And, uh, they have said repeatedly that, the pressure of outside expectations never even comes close to the pressure that they put on themselves. Um, and I, I think that you're going to continue to see just absolute quality product from them. Um, you can get beta access at Subway. And Subway just has this love affair with Sony. I, I <laughs> my little copy of Little Big Planet 2 from them. Um, they seem to do stuff with Sony all the time. So I, I guess yeah. this is the logical next step. I'll take my I'll take my BMT toasted, please. No mayo. I, I hate mayo. And can I get uncharted yeah it's <laughs> just, just on the side there instead of the chips no chips but y'all yeah, take yeah. it <laughs> i'll have i'll have the uh the chips and the zombie yetis <laughs> <laughs> anyway I, I feel like what really stole the show though um was the ngp which we now know to be named the ps vita which is coming out this year and drum roll at the price point of 250 dollars <laughs> That just, that just, Cole just got an erection. Why does everybody say that's the erection noise? <laughs> yeah, that's the horseshoe noise. I don't know. That's just that. That's just excitement noise. I guess. I oh my gosh. Too. Okay. Uh, continue. So, um, take that 3DS. Yeah, that's a real shot across Nintendo's bow because this thing is, uh, this is a, a delightful piece of kit. Yeah. And if you think about, you know, Sony's commitment to 3D, you think if anything is going to, anyone is going to have a 3D system, it's going to be them. 
but they kind of zagged when everyone else or when Nintendo at least zigged. Um, it's, it's basically a beautiful five inch screen system with a full complement of PlayStation buttons, including two, uh, analog sticks. It's got uh, 3G support. AT&T is the character, which actually got or carrier. Yeah, that got booze at the show. I thought that was interesting. Um, it's got um, all sorts of really cool games already coming out for it. Mod Nation Raider, Racers, um, a, a Bioshock game, which yeah. was a shock. Get it, get it, get it. Anyway, um, also Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Which uh, which had a lot of people excited. That's that's not necessarily my cup of tea, but uh, a lot of people are pretty pumped that there's going to be a portable version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what what else can we say about the actual hardware itself? It's got cameras on the front and the back. It has a full um, multi-touch screen on front and a touchpad on back. Um, and I, while you know that's cool, that's unique, whatever. I don't feel like they did a really good job of justifying it. Uh, during- <laughs> I don't know. It's it's one of those things where you never doubt Nintendo, and I, I just it, as an extension, I thought that the second screen on the DS was kind of was kind of, was kind of bullshit, and I you know I'll, I'll I'll scoff when I see it done stupidly in a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so the 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 cool implementation that they showed was when you're terraforming in Moderate Nation Racers, you simply push up from the bottom to raise mountains, and you push down from the top to lower them, and uh, that's I mean it's intuitive if nothing else. Um, how well it actually works because you can't see where you're touching mm-hmm. on the screen from below. You know, we'll we'll see. I think I think uh, one of the one of the coolest things I saw was the little big planet um, implementation they had for like moving stuff around and doing level editing. Uh-huh. That 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 to me seems like the better implementation of it, which is using the front touch screen to kind of like drag things around. It seemed hyper intuitive to me. Yeah, for sure, especially for a creation game like. A uh, little big planet. So they could do it well. We won't pass judgment yet. Um, Bioshock also came out since we mentioned them um, and did a trailer. Um, I didn't see the actual trailer. Did either of you? I'm actively avoiding it. Okay, because you want to you lock yourself down. But the, the part that I did catch, this was right when I signed on to the conference, was them talking about how it's going to support Move. And I was like, oh my God, you guys are still talking about Move? It's still a thing? <laughs> Like, come on, guys. Um, lots of games are going to get move functionality, but no one cares. <laughs> um, God of War Origins is bringing PSP games to PS3. And uh, then also, and this is, this is pretty sweet, Eco and the Shadow of, Coloss- Shadow of the Colossus are uh, coming in September. Yes. <laughs> Finally, and hopefully Last Guardian is not long after. September of 2014. yeah well (laughs) exactly so i mean i I thought sony did an awesome job with um the ps vita i mean they they seem to be hitting all the right notes there in terms of the ps3 stuff i thought there was nothing that i really you know nothing that pumped me up but they they did a good job showing that they're they're committed to it and all the standard big games are marching forward so you can't complain a, a, a run-of-the-mill show, in my opinion, but still solid. What did you guys think? Uh, I'm excited about the God of War coming to the PS3, the PSP games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, the Ico and Shadow of the Colossus updates. So. That, yeah, that, so. That's another thing that Sony's going to be doing, at least from what I understand. They are going to be looking at, like, what PSP games do we have that are going to be kind of, like, going down the tubes with the PSP? 
Um, and what can we kind of rehabilitate and make into these, you know, kind of smaller experiences and re-release them on the PS3. Yeah. So I think I heard like Peace Walker uh, was 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 fingered as cool. like one of those possibly, and then like Monster Hunter and stuff like that. So it's kind of the more popular games that like maybe you may have missed this, but it's actually really good. So we're gonna bring it, uh, which consists of those two games. <laughs> yeah, there's good stuff. There's good Sadly, and and yeah. I, I don't know. I've, I've I've off and on flirted with the idea of picking up a PSP since it's really cheap, but there's you know other stuff that I need you know need to spend money yeah. on. So. Wait for a Vita. It's probably yeah, cheaper it's... <laughs> launch than the PSP is right now. Yeah, definitely. And oh, uh, oh worth mention is they showed um, Uncharted, uh, The Golden Abyss, I think that's the name, on PSP, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, if you had showed me a video from that, it probably would have taken me a while to realize that it wasn't, you know, your standard Uncharted play the vita looks neat it really does mm-hmm. um they, they they i think they've they've hit their mark i'm just i just worry that um it will not sell um i worry that they're not going to take the proper measures to keep it free from from piracy and i think that developers might be reticent to uh to, to really throw their weight behind it given what happened with the psp yeah so uh nice nice start sony let's see what you can uh what you can do long run can you deliver on the talk <laughs> So did did Nintendo deliver on the talk? I know there was a lot of hype for their Project Cafe. Yes. Um, my, my own personal opinion, I think Nintendo won the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw people um, who were kind of scoffing at it, which is, you know, problems. But let's uh, let's let's, you know, determine this as we go right here. So uh, the Project Cafe, the new home console um, is actually going to be called uh, possibly the dumbest name ever. The <laughs> Wii U after the dumbest name ever after the Wii. Yeah, <laughs> but the Wii, like the Wii made sense. I get it. But it's like Wii U, like, you know, like, oh, Wii U rhymes with Wii too. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> So dumb name aside, it actually looks ballin' as hell. Um, the controller has a six-inch touchscreen, gyroscope, accelerometer, and an inward-facing camera for like video chats and game stuff. Um, also, it serves as a wireless extension of the display. Um, I don't know if I can really kind of explain uh, how it was being used, but when they showed the trailer, like demonstrating like playing like a week off game and like setting it down on the floor in front of you. So you could see how the ball was lying and then swinging the, you know, with the Wii remote as a club over it into it. And then the ball flies off of that and onto the screen and then like using it like as a display for sniping, like you could zoom mm-hmm. in, like, you know, hold it down, look up, point it at the screen. Like, Oh, here we go. I'm looking in boom. Just a bunch of stuff like that. Like, and the way that they open that was like guys in there playing new super Mario brothers, you know, his like brother comes in, whatever says, Hey, the game's on switches the channel to that. The thing sensed that the TV was no longer showing, uh, you know, the, the Wii U thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kicked the entire game display down onto the machine and the guy continued playing. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. To, like the, to me, it was like, oh shit, this is like real. Because I can was we, like, can we mention the most exciting? Sorry, finish your thought first. Oh, good. No, I was just kind of like, imagine if they have like virtual console support and I can play Super Metroid in bed. Uh, <laughs> you know, continue, Dennis. Sorry. I was going to say, let's mention the most important thing is that this controller actually has buttons. Yes. Mucho <laughs> buttons has. And not uh, in horribly awkward places. Right. Two, two, two analog sticks. Um, it looks a little unwieldy. It looks about like the size of a Kindle. Um, but, you know, time heals all wounds. I thought it was stupid to, to hold the Wii remote in the nunchuck, and that's really comfortable for me. So, uh, 
Who knows? But uh, I think kind of most importantly is that uh, um, it's high def. Uh, just, you know, it outputs in 1080p and uh, it's, you know, the graphics that I saw were comparable at least to the PlayStation 3, um, which further solidified in my mind that this is going to occupy the Dreamcast space in, you know, ki- kind of next gen, but kind of not. But, you know, how good do graphics need to be before you care about it? It looked really good, especially like the high def Zelda that they teased, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the, the, the screen on it is touch. So very cool. Yeah. Um, so that, like, you know, before we, before we give thoughts on it, let's take a look at what kind of like games, they have a bunch of third party developers on hand to like bring games that are on other systems to this, you know, with extra functionality, a uh, quick list here, Darksiders two Arkham city, um, is going to be coming to that. Tekken, uh, Assassin's Creed, Lego City Stories, which is uh, Grand Theft Auto, but Legos. Uh, <laughs> Are you serious? It's the most yeah. improbable cross uh, it's, it's, I've ever it, heard of. Yeah, it's an open world game, but with Legos, so you can like build stuff and ride around and be like firefighters and stuff like that. It actually looked kind of cool. Yeah, like, what's I, the Lego version of killing a prostitute? Deep, just, just dismembering a prostitute. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see here. Ghost Recon Online is coming to it, but I doubt it's going to be free to play on there. We'll see um dirt is on there aliens colonial marines uh the new metro game last night um and then ninja gaiden 3 was shown on that uh which kind of in my mind solidified yes this thing is a high def graphical powerhouse because that like team ninja <laughs> wouldn't have done that if they didn't think it would look good yep. yeah let me ask this though i mean so we've seen third party titles on the wii right and it's all like arkham city the riddler run it's like some <laughs> weird off shot that you know, doesn't doesn't really fit in. Doesn't you know? There's a notable quality gap. Are we going to see more of that? Do you think? I don't think so. There's really no reason for it. They don't have the you know they don't have the wildly different, um, you know, display capabilities now. If it is mm-hmm. you know if they have reach parity with current gen consoles, they don't have to like dumb down their graphics. And since they have an actual you know grown ass man controller, <laughs> you know they don't have to you know of anything. They're going to add functionality. Like they showed Madden um, and, you know, doing play calls on the on the screen itself. Uh, one thing that's kind of a bummer about the touchscreen on the computer or on the uh, controller is that it's resistive and not capacitive. So there's no multi-touch and, you you know, it, it looks like it does have a stylus, which is um, a bummer. How, how much is one of these extra controllers going to cost? Oh, it's going to cost so much. It's going to like be... I don't know, but maybe since it's resistive, it'll it'll be a little bit. But I I would be I would so be, be 150 instead of 200. <laughs> I would be surprised um, if it clocked in at under 80 dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. if the, if this thing is designed to truly take um, Wii U games and play them on the fly, uh, it's going to have to be incredibly it, expensive. Yeah. Well, no, it, it it only acts as a display. It picks uh, up. It, okay. It, it it doesn't it doesn't have the guts inside of it. It just uh, it's a wireless display with no with no with no lag. They claimed. I don't know how they're going to pull that off, but yeah, you know. Um, so kind of bridging that, they announced that there's going to be a new Smash Brothers for the Wii U, um, and that is actually going to talk to or have some kind of parity with um, Smash Brothers for the 3DS uh-huh oh yeah so you can like throw it from one to the other i don't know they're playing a whole, they're playing from their own sheet of music on this but, <laughs> yeah. um nintendo uh actually showed a bunch of stuff for the 3ds which i thought was interesting because these are the games that people want to play um you know usually they're they're um 
philosophy on their handhelds is build it and then make people care about it. And these games, I don't know, they kind of make me care about it. They're first party and they're re- they look really good. Um, starting with the, one, with the one I most care about, Mario Kart 3D. Uh, looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. They showed uh, gameplay from that. Um, Luigi's Mansion 2 was another really exciting one. Um, then also Star Fox 3D, Super Mario 3D, which uh, is uh, looked really good because it was like this. It looked like um, Galaxy, except without the spheres uh, kind of thing. <laughs> it looked like hmm. if, if if Galaxy was crossed with 64, was crossed with uh, Super Mario 3 was crossed with 3d yeah pretty much it looked good like if you if you go and look at the trailers i i'm i'm kind of excited about that um then they also showed a tekken game and uh the the one that everybody kind of seemed to be excited about which is kid icarus but uh that experience might be ruined by the terrible terrible anime voice acting uh, yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know so why should i care about kid icarus i i played it a little on on like uh, a rom and just you know okay it's it didn't do anything for me, so I think why the I people this time around. I think the people who care about it are the ones who played it when they were kids. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's like going back and playing Home Alone now. It's like, wow, that's a <laughs> yeah. poorly that's a poorly made game, but I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a puzzle Fair game. Enough. You had to like avoid the traps and all that. Through baseballs. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're talking about the same one. Um, and kind of a minor note, they did confirm that uh, Zelda Skyward Sword is coming out this holiday. Um, I was half expecting them to do like a Twilight Princess and say that even though we developed this for GameCube, we're going to be putting, we're holding it back to put it on the Wii simultaneously. Yeah. And we're going to make the better version, the GameCube version, uh, really hard to get a hold of. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You say the GameCube version's better than the Wii version? Based based on what like based on what I've heard from people who are fans. Granted, these are Nintendo fans, hardcore Nintendo fans at that. And it might be just entirely bullshit because they are they're prone to doing that. I played it on the Wii, and I gotta say, I don't think I can make the switch to pressing an A button for swinging the sword instead of swinging yeah. the Wii mode. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I felt like Nintendo won the show. That's my personal opinion. A lot of people were expressing uh, doubts about it, especially given how kind of the the 3DS flopped at, at launch. I do have reservations about the online infrastructure that they're going to put in. Their track record is not very good with those things. Um, you know, hopefully they recognize that and they put a lot of R&D into, like, how do we make this a thing that people will want to use? Yeah, multiplayer mm-hmm. on Smash could have been huge, but they just didn't do well. Multiplayer on Mario Kart, though, was fantastic for the yeah. Wii. That was a great system. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Any thoughts, you two? I, I can't say much about it since Nintendo isn't really my cup of tea, but it <laughs> looks like they looks like they came correct. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most of the stuff that has happened so far hasn't been anything that has been out of left field for me. It's I'm still just looking forward to the fall and playing Uncharted 3 in Arkham City. So. Yeah. Here's, here's some odds and ends, too, and this was just something that I saw kind of like tucked in there that I was excited about, and you guys maybe, you know, might be excited about it, too. Um, there are going to be Metal Gear Solid HD remakes coming to the Xbox 360 um, Marketplace Arcade and also the PSN Marketplace, uh, specifically Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3. I think Metal Gear Solid uh, Peace Walker is going to be coming to the PlayStation 3. Not sure about 360. Um, In addition to that, Zone of the Enders, the other Kojima game, is going to be coming out. Um, The Metal Gear Solid one is coming out this fall with Zone of the Enders sometime next year. Um, And then Konami did allude to the fact that there will be... Doing a drum roll there. um, That there will be um, Silent Hill (laughs) HD remakes, specifically Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3. What about Silent Hill 1? No. 
They haven't mentioned that. Dude, forget that. All you need is Silent Hill 2. And 3. 3 is amazing too. I haven't played it yet, but I have it in my queue. Yeah, gotta get I, that. I've had, um, to go back one, I've, heard, I've had Zone of the Enders recommended to me by several people as just an excellent um, PS2 game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm interested to see it, uh, see it again. It's very good. I bought it specifically for the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo uh, in the summer uh-huh. of 2001, um, but I ended up uh, playing the two about as much as each oh. other. Nice. I'd be, I'd be pretty excited to play uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 if they release that on the PS. Oh, that's the one that you haven't played yet, right? No, I've played it. Okay, okay. Uh, what's the name of it? Uh, Snake Eater. Yeah. Yeah. That, I feel like that's the best game I've played of the Metal Gear series so far. Definitely. That's pretty flawless. Yeah. So finally, E3, E3 thoughts from everybody before we wrap up the the, the, the hits. <laughs> is is there anything left for the E3 or is it over? Well, the, the show continues all this week. Um, right now, we have just seen all of the major press conferences. So smaller publishers and developers will be doing like demos and things like that. But this is all the big, uh, you know, flagship news that we're going to have. Yeah. Everything else will be impressions and kind of like what's there, what works. And I don't know. I feel like the gaming industry is kind of like hard at work churning out some pretty good stuff and just pause briefly to look up and say hi to everyone. And now they're you know, <laughs> kind of back down to the to the with their nose to the grindstone. So yeah. this I, this didn't have some of the, the punch that other years have had. And it's funny how like all of it was like recontextualized, but what by what came after? Because I felt like even if Microsoft kind of missed the missed the point a little bit that it was an okay show, then I heard about what happened at Sony. I was like, oh snap! And then at Nintendo, mm-hmm. oh double snap! <laughs> yeah, for real. And so it, it progressively got better. Yeah. So that was good. Okay. about games that will be coming out you know what 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 matters is the present do you know why they call it the present you guys because it's a present because it's a gift <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a yeah it's, it's, it's a stuff that we played what have you guys been playing i guess is what i'm trying to say i'm having trouble finding yeah. a train of thought yeah so, what you've been playing yeah dennis dennis let's uh, yeah. let's have you hop on this uh, sure what i i, I owe you about two weeks worth <laughs> so uh although i actually i feel prepared to to do that because i've been playing a ton of stuff um, I'll, I'll go through some stuff quickly. I've gone back to super new Super Mario Brothers Wii, okay, and continued playing that. Um, and you know, inching ever closer. I'm in the next to last world, which is the cloud world. Um, and that game just continually impresses with impresses me with its uh, ingenuity and level design, and just the fun factor of playing with two people. Um. So truly, truly great game. Great game. Um, I've been continuing to play Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, mm-hmm. and um, it's you know stabbing guards. Once you unlock assassins, so you can get your own little troop of assassins to lead um, and call in to kill other people. Um, the the urge to kill guards um, or order the killing of guards becomes almost irresistible. Yeah, especially because your assassins get points and and level up the more assassinations <laughs> they do. Yeah. It's just every you know, set of guards I walk past, I, I call in a couple people to kill them. So really you do it at one, random. Oh yeah. Completely at random. Um, it, one starts to wonder where the Vatican is, is finding all these guards Man. because of 
probably gone through about the population of Italy. Really good benefits. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, they offer to pay for your education, which is, which is neat. Yeah. Although that might explain why some of the voice acting has a Middle Eastern slant, because it's become very clear to me that they have um, ripped off voice Here. acting from the first game to bolster the, uh, the ambient dialogue okay. in this game. <laughs> That's a bold assertion. You're, 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 you're accusing them of double dipping? Yeah. Unless, unless they're having someone from from Pakistan wandering around Italy, and that's historically, you know, accurate. I guess it could be. They were there trading spices and yarn. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so that was just kind of an amusing thing uh, I noticed. I finished Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Uh, gameplay wise, it doesn't really have anything uh, new that I that I didn't discuss last week. The ending of the story, though, I have to complain about a little bit. Um, we had talked last or two weeks ago, I should say, about how strong this game's story was and how the characters really supported it and kept me going through the game. And I, I thought the great part about that is, you know, you're in this this um, post-apocalyptic wasteland, well, beautiful jungle wasteland, but a wasteland nonetheless, um, with only these two people, and everything else is just, you know insane robots yeah and kind of it's it's a story told with a scalpel um even though it's in this really intriguing setting it almost takes a a back seat to the the interaction of these two characters well in the final you know level level and a half of the game they go from a scalpel to a hatchet and they just start making these really broad strokes about you know why there's a, a a global apocalypse and what happened to all the people and it's like it almost the relationship between the the two characters stops and they go to this big world and you're like i I don't care about that tell me tell me about trip and monkey Mm -hmm. um and so i I really did not feel satisfied by the conclusion um they certainly went big but the the game isn't about going big the game is about telling the story of these two people and i feel like they forgot that i hate it when a game forgets what it is yeah for real but, uh, I mean, it, you know, still a good game, still worth playing. Um, Mega that, cheap now, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's one of those new IPs that just, you know, didn't, didn't make it big, but it's still a great game. And then, uh, finally, I took advantage of the Welcome Back package. So I'll, I'll camp out uh. here. And uh, I'm, I'm completely pumped by both of the games I chose. I think the full list that you could choose for PS3 was Little Big Planet. Um, uh, Infamous. Yes, thank you. I was about to say indestructible, and I knew that wasn't right. That's <laughs> a Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, <laughs> Super Stardust. Yeah, yeah. Super Stardust. Yeah. Stage D, um, which is a great game. Highly recommend it to anyone. Um, Dead Nation, which I got, which is a, another game by the people who made Super Stardust HD, and then uh, Wipeout HD Fury, which is a, a a game and an expansion pack. So I went with the latter two and absolutely love my choices. Um, Dead Nation, and this is the, for those listening, this is also my sales pitch to Ben because I want him to be <laughs> playing these games with me when he finally <laughs> downloads them. But um, Dead Nation is a um, twin stick shooter at its core, but there's so much more to offer than that that you almost forget it's a you know a twin stick shooter. Um, basically, it's it's built around the idea of co-op. And you're always playing with another person uh, going from point A to point B through through a level that's infested with zombies. 
And uh, you, you know, over the course of killing zombies or an experience, level up your armor, level up your weapons, and uh, in general, try to survive uh, from checkpoint to checkpoint. You get a multiplier, uh, the more zombies you kill without uh, dying. And uh, that's it just adds this incredibly addictive layer to it because, yeah, I beat that level, but I only got my multiplier up to 200. You know, mm-hmm. I, if I play again, I could get a little more. And uh, and so it's it's got this great uh, replayability factor because there is a scoring system going on and there are multipliers and, and high scores to be gotten. And it just reminded me how much that adds to a game. You know, so many games have gotten away from that. Um, you know, when you go back to look at Pac-Man and Space Invaders and all that stuff, that was what people played for was that little, you know, number at the top left of the screen. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we kind of got away with that. We have, you know, games have other stuff to offer than a high score. But working that back in a good it, back in in a good way makes it so much more fun. It's an objective um, kind of signifier of performance. Yeah. And it's it's almost a way to build in built in way to um, reward good gameplay so you know yeah if i if i get a a kill i can watch cool animation or whatever um and you know that's all right but it encourages me to take risks that i wouldn't normally take in order to get that points payoff Mm -hmm. so it makes me play more dangerously and and that inherently makes it more fun um it works great with co-op i've I've been playing uh, co-op with david my roommate and uh it's been it's been flawless. Um, it's been a lot of fun. We haven't had much trouble with forgetting whose character is whose, mm-hmm. which was a problem in Super Stardust HD um, that actually led me to not do co-op very much at all in that game. Yeah. Um, but that, that works really well. Um, multiple upgrade strategies um, are, are all feasible. So I am focusing on upgrading my SMG and my mines. Um, David is completely maxing out his base rifle and his shotgun. So you have a persistent character. You have a persistent character through uh, through the campaign. Okay. And um, you can you can save, quote unquote, save between checkpoints and resume your campaign later. Um, however, I don't think you can have multiple save games going on at once. Um, so it truly is kind of a, a progression through to the end, and then you can start over and try to try to top that that uh, performance last time. Okay. Um. But the graphically, even though it's kind of a top-down look, it, it, it looks great. Um, they do a great job with the zombie AI. I almost think of it as the AI director from uh, Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead. Yep. Where you know zombies do a great job of hiding in the shadows and swarming you at all the right slash you know wrong times. Um, right from a holy crap, holy crap, this is awesome, and wrong from a surviving perspective. Um, <laughs> um, but overall, it's just I can't say enough good things about this game. Um, be playing it uh, every chance I get, and uh, hopefully with Ben in the coming days. Ben so, is making oh, a very coy face. Down <laughs> the dead nation. <laughs> and, um, and that that goes for everyone. Awesome game. Uh, the next game is is Wipeout uh, HD, which I, I believe is a remake of a PlayStation One game. It's a continuation of the franchise, the uh, kind of the futuristic F-Zero type racing game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's refreshing to play something on the, on the PS3 that's simple, that's not trying to be a hyper-realistic third-world shooter. So it's, it's nice to just go back to the simplicity of, here's your thing, here's a track, get your thing around the track as fast as possible. Um, your air brakes on either side, I think, um, add a nice level of depth to... Mm-hmm 
to the the whole concept of you know power sliding around turns and uh, i found myself needing to to train myself to to use the right air brake for the right situation um otherwise you'll go flying into a wall yeah um i'm still on the lower class ships but in there's a there's a mode called zone mode where you start out with a really low class ship and then the longer you race the the better class your ship gets and when you get up to the higher classes um they're almost uncontrollable. They're so <laughs> fast. And so the sense of speed in this game is, is just astounding. Yeah. Um, it really does reward uh, precision. If it's anything like the other wipeout games, you have to memorize the tracks yeah. essentially is you, you really have to get the feel of the track and memorize it. Um, which isn't a bad thing. It's not hard to do. You just kind of say, okay, I know there's a boost pad around this corner. Um, and you know, as you, as you race around a track in different modes, you get better and better and better. Um, one thing that I, I don't know if I just haven't progressed far enough or if I if I don't get it or if I'm missing something is that I, I haven't been able to unlock the next series of ships yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm still on the on the base speed class and I feel like I've gotten skilled enough that I can move on, but it's it's not letting me. Right. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but it's got to be frustrating. Hopefully I figure that out at some point. But otherwise, you know, it's a fun game. I haven't taken it online yet. I haven't tried the Fury expansion pack yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, excellent game. The, uh, do you have any complaints about it or, um, I mean, initially that, you know, track memorization does work against you, uh, so that I, I, you know, so far I haven't had too much trouble compensating for my mistakes early on and being able to do well in a race anyway. But, uh, if you're, if you're someone who doesn't feel like playing an event multiple times to be able to work up to a gold medal and you just want that gold medal handed to you off the bat, (laughs) probably not the game for you okay. although i've i've been playing on a light difficulty so maybe if you kicked it down um that would work but right. i just I, I just um i saw you on twitter talking about the ads being intrusive oh completely forgot about that thank you thank you i do have something to complain about <laughs> yes cole i'm not an idiot and i do have <laughs> although obviously it didn't disturb me too much in principle this disturbs me though so during the loading screens one out of every maybe 10 times now they'll show you a 30 second commercial for honda civic and always honda civic yeah then must be the only only people it's it's one commercial played over and over and they must oh, be no. people who bought in that's and horrible it just absolutely outrages me i mean i got this game for free yes but that outrages me especially because your standard loading screen takes maybe five seconds but and because so it's all on your hard drive you're right yeah, and so they are septupling. Yes, Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> septupling your load time so they can show you an ad for a car that I care nothing about. Well, I mean, let's be fair here. The Honda Civic is affordable and safe. Yeah, while yeah. still offering you a level of customizability and performance. <laughs> right. I mean, really, it's the car for the modern man. You've so, been playing one about, haven't you? So. <laughs> <laughs> So I I also just think that's wrong from a perspective of, you know, if if they're doing the same thing to anyone who paid for the game, no, you, you don't do that. Um, you know, I'm okay maybe if you did that in a free-to-play game or something like that, which I know this is for me, but other people paid for it. The economics um, of television sure have changed. Yeah, for real. And uh, hopefully Sony has gotten enough negative feedback on this that they're not going to try to work it in anywhere else yeah. because I'm appalled. Billboards and burnout, not a problem. This intrusive, bad. Yeah. That, you know, I, I don't know what the line there is. I think it's because I, I can drive by the billboard <laughs> and fall out. 
I have to sit and watch this damn yeah. thing. Yeah. One's preventing you from playing the game. Yeah. Yes. No, I wasn't accusing you of hypocrisy. I was just saying, like, those that, that those are two examples of in-game advertisement done right and wrong. Absolutely. I agree. So that's what I've been playing. Right. I had to wow. get that off my chest. Yeah, no, that's fine. We're, <laughs> we're here to heal. We're here to talk and we're here to heal. <laughs> it's true. You know, I go a week without without talking about it and I start I start overanalyzing in my head and I just I need, it's a, as a data dump for me so yeah start getting the shakes <laughs> <laughs> need a podcast the, the podcasting shakes yes <laughs> well um I'll do mine because I haven't been very uh busy with the game playing this past week or so um I've been on a Japanese visual novel kick um specifically vis-a-vis the nine hours nine persons nine doors on the DS um, did you listen to last week's episode at all, Dennis? I was not able to. Exams. You were not able. Ah, yes. Okay. No. Um. Just ba- basically, it's a it's a, it is a horror slash thriller um visual novel for the DS. Um. So it's uh you know a lot of character development. You are one of nine people who's been kidnapped and put on a boat, and you have to escape from these rooms. And you each have a numbered uh, bracelet on, and there's like math that needs to be done, and. Oh, who's the real person? It's really, really good. Um, has six endings, and that was what prompted the uh, the discussion question from last week. Um, I played through, and I managed to get all six of those endings. Um, and what's what's fun is, and I've got two points about this. Um, you see those courses, you know that that course of events. It's all the same, no matter what. It just happens about whether or not you. The difference is whether or not you die in that timeline. And then you restart. But the thing is, you know, each one gives you more information about like the, the, the true ending, the path that you need to take to that. And the mm-hmm. second point is that mechanic of playing through the game multiple times is very much a part of the story. And it's a comment on it, the way that most people play games because they go in like like any kind of Japanese anime kind of thing. They go into a lot of like crazy nonsensical metaphysics and stuff. But, they, <laughs> but basically, they, and then this is spoilers, I'm not sure, but you are being manipulated by forces unknown to try and, you know, figure out the answer to this problem to save somebody's life. Gotcha. And, you know, that you don't arrive at that until you get to, you know, one of the like regular endings and not the bad ones. But as you play through, it's kind of like, wait, no, I messed that up. Go back to the beginning and then play it out again. And the story, it, it, it was good. And, you know, even if the dialogue was a little bit cheesy in the way that anime kind of tends to be, the scenario design and how well thought out the, you know, the time paradox plot mind fuck was, <laughs> it, it, you know, there, there, there were open ends, but they were easily explained and there, there was a resolution there. And I didn't expect that. And this is a genre that A, I'm happy exists and B I am sad more of it doesn't because mm-hmm. I looked and you know, to, to see what else there was and really the only other stuff that resembles this, I've already played. I've already played Phoenix, Wright, All the Phoenix, Wright Games. I've already played, um, hotel dusk and, and, and stuff like that. You know, these DS visual novels and the only other stuff that you can do is like these, these like ones that were Japan only and you have to download, uh, you know, a pirated version and then install a fan patch to get the, you know, that there's like a whole series that the guys who did nine, nine, nine did, uh, it's like remember 11 and, uh, like ever 17 and stuff like that, which I am seriously considering like looking into and, and doing, but it's a lot of hassle for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just that good, huh? 
Yeah, it's fantastic. I would, you know, if you had a DS or access to one, I would, I would certainly lend it to you. Just, just because I think it is worth playing, and I think that it is one of those things. Another good thing, like it's a, it's a narrative that I think could only be told through a video game, and we know that I, I, I am, I am very, uh, I'm, I'm very big on those, specifically on the DS too, because the plot, to, the the plot twist works the uh, two screens in, and like huh. it makes you look at the rest of the game in an entirely different way. Huh. So. I, f- I feel okay spoiling this because it's really hard to get a hold of, and I know that neither of you will play it. Um, <laughs> so in a, in a similar vein to that, there is another game that that publisher did that is in a really similar vein. It's called um, the, uh, Teresia, um, and it's kind of like a first-person... Did you ever play Shadowgate on the NES? No? Very similar no. to that. It's like a maze game, but it's very dark and horror-based. Um, basically, you wake up... Abandoned Asylum, really kind of the same. It's very slow, very frustrating, a lot of trial and error. Like everything seems to be a death trap that's out to get you. But uh, um, I'm slogging through it. And I think that I'm trying to figure out how much of it's intentional and how much of it's whatever. It was just a $7 game, so I, I don't feel cheated either way. I'll probably have more to say about it um, after I play. But like literally, this is how slow it is. I played it for an hour and I just got out of the prologue. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Maybe it's just a really long prologue. This is true. <laughs> it's a pro- the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Uh, obnoxious Japanese visual novels. <laughs> <laughs> so I, just one question for you. You said you got all six endings. How far do you have to completely start over each time? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. How but long it, did that take? Um. I'd say that I probably put about maybe maybe fifteen hours into the game. But all you six can, endings. When you start over, you can fast forward through parts that you've already done, correct? Yes. Uh, dialogue that you've already seen, you can hold on the right button on the D-pad, and it will make it go faster. And you can like let up, and you can always go back and scroll and see the dial. You can see everything presented as if it were a novel. Um, okay. But gotcha. that, but when you get to either a choice that you need to make, or a puzzle, or to dialogue that you haven't seen yet. Uh, which is important because you can go through the same rooms, you know, you know, the like the same nine rooms or whatever that you, any of the nine rooms, you can repeat them, but going on different paths or choosing different ones at the different times, people pick up things in different ways. And, you know, you get closer to one person and they'll talk to you more. And then that is kind of how you get more clues about how everything should shake out. Okay. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say, yeah, it took me about 15 hours total uh, to, to beat it. Um, which is a lot, cause considering I beat it within one week. So, not quite as Herculean as beating Mass Effect in one week. But. Uh, <laughs> so, very cool. Yeah, that's that, that's mine, and that only leaves Ben. Uh, yeah, I this week I finished up the Black on PS3, <laughs> La Noir, Le Noir. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I guess we can have a. We can have a, I can have a semi-vague conversation about it, <laughs> trying not to give away. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think, I think it's, I think it's, Dennis. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's, uh, it's, it, we're capable of doing that. We're yeah. talking, of talking about how the, how the second half of the game shakes out without revealing anything specific. I guess, um, my beef with it was I didn't really enjoy the story aspect of it, uh, of like the last fourth of the, the game. Really? I was kind of disappointed by the story. Um I like the 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 second desk that you're at, I thought was a fantastic storyline. Uh, the homicide. Yeah. Um I thought all of that was well told. I thought it ended nicely even. Mm-hmm. Even um and I feel like the ending of the game is similar to the ending of that one 
if you know what I mean. The ending of Red Dead? No, 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 no. The ending of the entire game was similar to the ending of the Homicide Deaths. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it worked for Homicide Deaths because of the context of it. For the game, I mean, it kind of worked, but I, I, as I said, I wasn't that happy with it. And so what I kept thinking about when I was playing this was comparing it to Red Dead Redemption since that was the last Rockstar game. Also consider the genre, too, when you're thinking about the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, if I mean, just if you've seen the way like Chinatown ended or Double Indemnity. Um, that... I, haven't, I haven't seen Chinatown, but oh, yeah, it's... my roommate recommended me to watch Chinatown after watching me play this. Yeah. But um, yeah, so here, here's what I came up with. With Red Dead Redemption, I feel like we can say some things about that since that's essentially about the death of the cowboy, both on a large scale and on a very specific scale. And like the entire game, you know, like you know, like you're a cowboy out in the wild west. You know, like you you sleep, you camp out underneath the stars, you ride horses. You know, like all those things. When you get to the end of the game, you see a city. You know, like and it's it's it looks shockingly real. You know, like closer to our time period than it does anything else. You know, and then you know, like the set of missions you do in the city are all talking about how you as a person are outdated. You're obsolete. Yeah, and you're not needed anymore, you know, like how the world can do the same sort of things without you, you know. No country for old men. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that was, you know, like from a from a storyline, that's a fantastic like way to tell a story, you know? Mm-hmm. Cuz the entire game is putting across this message. But with LA Noir, I don't feel like they have the same sort of thing going for it. Like I don't I felt like the love story was not there. Like I don't like I thought it was just kind of thrown together and mm-hmm. um and their choices towards the end of the last desk I just didn't I wasn't into. So my my thing, like if, if we're going to assign a thesis to it, yes, Red Dead was about the death of a cowboy. I would say that LA Noir is you know, on a larger scale, what happened to the world and to individuals after World War II. And like the people who came back and them trying to find their place in society. Some 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 of them tried to find a way to atone for what they did. Yeah. Um, and then the other ones, they couldn't adjust to regular life. They, you know, they they didn't feel like they came back to opportunity, so they turned to crime. Almost everything that happens in that game relates back to World War II in in some kind of way. And I and I would say that the the the, the way that the storylines kind of converge is is really satisfying in 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 that aspect and that's why i liked the 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 arson desk maybe not as much as i as as i you know liked the homicide desk which i felt like was you know the highlight of the game that and traffic vice i thought was a little weak but um narratively i felt like it was the most interesting because it because they really did uh seek to tie everything together that was one compliment that I wanted to bring up was like all the details of the game are fantastic. Like the amount of detail that they put into the setting that you're in is amazing. And like, you really do feel like you're in, you know, post-war 1940s, you know? And so that was, that is, you know, kudos to them. You know, like they had a fantastic attention to detail. So that was one thing I really liked about the game, but, but the, the individual story about your main character, I, I, it's kind of I let down by, I yeah, guess. So the love story was really... Yeah, it, it might be one of those things where, you know, like three months from now, I'll have time to think about it and I'll like it more, but mm-hmm. first impression, I'm kind of disappointed by it. It, so. it seemed like a way for them to engineer some kind of flaw into him, but I felt like he, 
he really succeeded more as the uh, the golden boy. Yeah, you know, there's one of the few times where a character without a flaw was almost more interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have we have we gone far enough down that that's that's back in vogue? <laughs> you know, have the Superman from the from the early early shows in black and white. Maybe the, I don't know. The, the, yeah. Sorry. Dark and dark and sinister, dark and conflicted is played out. So the acting uh, carried it through. I felt like. How about you? Did you, did you like the acting in general? I thought that the game was a great application of what they could do with the technology they had, and like the idea is like, okay, they have this great facial capture technology, so then you can use that to tell, make guesses if people are lying or not. You know, like, and I thought that was a really good use of the technology. The other animations are okay, you know, like. Mm-hmm people walking or whatever but um and one thing that was interesting too is like this is the first grand theft auto sort of game that encourages you not to act like a psychopath (laughs) and and i thought that was really interesting you know like uh like when you drive from point a to point b everything you hit uh comes up at the end of the mission and with a dollar amount so like the the amount of damage you cause by hitting other cars or hitting you know like lamppost or whatever that is added up at the end of your mission and you're rated based on that. So they kind of add an incentive to not, you know, run people over or run into things, you know? And then also, uh, yeah, if you try and hit people, they're really good at getting out of the way. Yeah. So, huh. so I like that actually. I like that decision because the way you're supposed to play this game is like a cop, not like a madman, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was I thought that was a nice decision for the game. Do you want to hear a funny story? Sure. The first case where you were kind of given free reign to, you know, to kind of do what you want and get from play, you know, get from point A to point B. Yeah. Even before I knew I was being raided on those things. Yeah. I still stopped at every stoplight and drove huh. as safely as I could before I knew that it was like that that was a measure of your performance just because you know, AO is kind of like hee hee I'm a cop, but also it just if it, it felt like the entire thing was set up for you to do that. Yeah. And then eventually sure. I started driving like a maniac and then eventually I started skipping the driving entirely. Um, but yeah, I spent about 10 minutes driving like a maniac and then I was like, man, I can't hit these people. Like, <laughs> so like all right, I guess I'll try and drive school, not hit anything. Wait a minute. I don't mean driving like a maniac, like going after people. I was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to blow the stop sign and go I as fast as I can. I was going after people. <laughs> okay, so, hey, there's no consequence. It's a game. The dark side of Ben comes out. <laughs> well, okay, so Ben, tell me, would you recommend this to Dennis? Sure. Um, I would not. I, w- I would just say you can borrow it from me and then play it that way. But uh, I have someone else that I'm lending it to like in a couple of weeks. So if, mm. you can, if you can beat it in like a week's time, then you can borrow it now. If not, you can borrow it in July and you can borrow Portal 2 now. Hey, school's almost over. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost a free man, except yeah. for that whole work yeah. You need to play Portal 2 and beat that. Yeah, that, that that's higher priority, I think. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like that's been the best game in a while. So yeah. And that was a game, too, where right after I initially played it, I was kind of like, not disappointed, but like, didn't really know what to think of it. But then after I thought about the game for a week or so, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Really? It gets better with time, huh? Yeah. It's one of those things where, yeah, like after after you sit back and reflect about it, like some of the decisions they made, you're like, oh, yeah, that was... That was a pretty yeah. solid game. It's like unmitigated joy while you're playing it. Immediately after, it's kind of like, yeah, I like that. And then 
kind of like dips a little bit, then comes back up sharply about a week later when you start <laughs> like reminiscing about specific moments. Yeah. And then it's video game <laughs> version of fridge logic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow, so many good games. It's like it's June and we're talking about fantastic things that we've been playing. Mm-hmm. Three years ago this wouldn't have been anything about the discussion. We'd just be talking about, oh, what's hitting the backlog? Really? <laughs> Maybe. Grand Theft Auto came out this time of year. Three, that, yeah, okay, three was, years ago, yeah. That might have been four years ago, but yeah. I don't know. No, that was 2008, so three years ago. Yeah, Q, Q2, that's where the action's at right now. Yeah, it seems like there's, yeah, two two big spurts of games coming out. October, November, and then, like, March, May-ish, you know? like yeah, March, May. Very cool. So that was what, what we've been playing. There will be no discussion question uh, this week, simply because of how much time we dedicated to the E3 stories. Um, but uh, next week, after we see everything that's been revealed, we will kind of have uh, you know a bit of discussion and allow you to give your input on what you felt about E3 in general, what 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 you felt like the highlight of the show was, and what you were disappointed you know about what you were disappointed with, and what you're you were disappointed that you didn't see. Make sense? Yep. Cool. Indeed. Let's, let's button it up. That was episode number 117 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. So um, we're going to amend our little uh, homework section here. I'm going to say Don't Tree Riddle, even though it's still like a thing, you go there, it's the old blog. I'm going to be going through the process of taking all of that down um every episode of ours can be found at duckfeed.tv ben is going to look at it right now Uh, that Mm -hmm. is kind of a conglomerated uh spot where i can put all of the podcasts that i do the separate feeds will still be there so if you just want to subscribe to one and not the other that's fine but this is just a way to make it easier for me and easier uh for you um i've switched all of our hosting to amazon s3 um, at least for the podcast files. Um, that means that A, I'll only be billed for what I use, and B, um, you can get it faster because Amazon servers are tits on a ritz. So you go and check those uh, things out. I think it's a pretty good site. I've been putting a lot of work into it over these past uh, few uh, these past few weeks or so. Um, what else can you do? You can go to duckbeat.tv. You can subscribe to the show. Uh, from there, you can find a link to our um, iTunes listing. From there, you can leave us a review. It's very, uh, very much appreciated. We actually have a brand new review. I'm sorry, I don't have my computer in front of me while I do this. Otherwise, I would thank the person who wrote it. But it was very nice. It's somebody I don't know, which makes it even more amazing uh, <laughs> to get to get a positive review from somebody that uh, you know I don't personally know. Uh, mm-hmm. What else can you do from there? You can find us on Twitter. I am at Cole Ross. I am at D Furia. And I'm at Merkelizer. Yes. You never cease to be puzzled when you say that. Because I, <laughs> I can never remember what one yeah, it is. That's fine. That's fine. Um, he's, he's a really active user. Yes. Yep. <laughs> but this is this is the new game. Let's get Ben's follower count up as high as possible. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Everybody, like, no, no matter what, follow Ben, not us. Okay. He won't bother you. He's not going to spam you. So <laughs> there's no downside. I'm about quality over quantity. Yes. <laughs> One tweet every six months. That's yeah. the real Hey, you know, but it's going to be a doozy of a two. It's 400, oh. uh, or excuse me, 140 characters of gold. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> so all of that stuff you can do, but most of all, you can keep on listening. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Be sure to tune in next week for the uh, post E3 wrap up. But uh, in general, be safe. You know, take it easy. Uh, if you're in college and this is finals week, uh, no matter if you're finished or not, like my two friends here are, um, that you know, just uh, just enjoy uh, the, the the end of the year and enjoy the beginning of your summer. So for stand un- under the don't tree and riddle me this, this has been Cole Ross. This has been Ben Merkel and Dennis Furia. And uh, take her easy.